It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 72 of season 2 and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Eddie Cantor was one of the most famous entertainers in American history, being a singer, a dancer, a comedian, an actor, a songwriter, and performer. Fun fact, he wrote the theme song to Warner Brothers' Merry Melodies cartoons, and he also helped to found the March of Dimes. He was also awarded an honorary Oscar in 1956 for Distinguished Service to the Film Industry. And although he was already well known from his touring on vaudeville in the early 1900s and from his work on Broadway in the 19-teens and the 1920s, it was his radio shows that really made him a household name starting with his appearance on Rudy Valley's Fleischmann's Yeast Hour in 1931, and then on to joining the Chase and Sanborn Hour, which made him the highest-paid radio actor at the time. Later came Time to Smile from 1940 to 1946, then the Paps Blue Ribbon Show from 46 to 49. These were all alternately known as the Eddie Cantor Show. He was also the MC of the show Take It or Leave It, and then in the 60s on a short radio segment called Ask Eddie Cantor. Sit back and relax for the November 25th, 1942 broadcast of The Eddie Cantor Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Operator, this is Eddie Cantor. Connect me with Fink's Drugstore. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Fink's Drugstore. Hello. Would you please run across the street and call Jack Benny to the phone? Well, Mr. Benny happens to be here now, but you'll have to wait a minute. He's talking to the manager at the pinball machine. <laughs> ah, that was a lucky one. Two nickels, please. We don't pay off on tilts. <laughs> Listen, buddy, I play the game fair and square. I don't, I don't even lay my hands on the machine. What I do with my feet is pure skill. <laughs> Sorry, we have rules. We do not pay off on a pinball game unless the machine remains inside the store at all times. <laughs> but, Mr. Fink... You shoved it so close to the soda fountain, you shot the last three balls into the molded milkshake. <laughs> Look, if that's the way you want to run your drugstore, I'll go elsewhere. Please try to understand, Mr. Benny. I don't mind you shoving the machine a little. But you're not supposed to break the glass and put the balls where you want them. <laughs> that was an accident. I dropped my handkerchief on it. Your handkerchief? Yes, I had my lunch in it. <laughs> I come here just for coffee, not to eat. Oh, all right. Here your nickels. Uh, Mr. Benny. Didn't even touch the thing. Uh, uh, you're wanted on the phone. Oh, thanks. Help me get this pinball machine off my back. Accusing <laughs> a guy of... Hello? Jack, this is Cantor. I got your message to call. Oh, yes, yes, Eddie. This is urgent. 
I must see you immediately regarding a proposition. Look, Jack, I'm not going to get stung with any more of your propositions. I didn't mind last month when you sold me that piece of property and told me it was a gold mine. It is, Eddie. I tell you, miniature golf courses are coming back. <laughs> but that's just a small deal. This position is big. It's tremendous. Suppose I come over and discuss it with Look, you. Look, Jack, I'm going on the air in a minute. I can't have you barging in on my program unless the sponsor gives us consent. Okay, I'll hang around the drugstore until you hear from your sponsor. You can't afford to miss this Ladies and gentlemen, Bristol Myers, the makers of Ipana for the smile of beauty and Sal Hepatica for the smile of health, present It's Time to Smile with Eddie Cantor. <laughs> Everybody, how are you, Harry? Say, Eddie, I overheard your conversation with Jack Benny. You know you don't need the sponsor's consent. Now, why don't you let him come on the program? Harry, we've got a good thing here, haven't we? Yes. We're both eating regularly. Yeah. We get paid every week. Well, what's all that got to do with Jack coming on our program? Listen, if our sponsor finds out people are supposed to laugh, we're through, you know. <laughs> Besides, Harry, I don't like to have him around. He's such a cheap guy. Oh, no, Eddie, that's just a rumor. <laughs> no, really, it's a rumor. I happen to know that for Mary's last birthday... Jack gave her a beautiful silver fox muff. Silver fox muff? Yes. That was Benny's toupee with a zipper on it. <laughs> uh, Eddie, you're exaggerating. I'm again. not. That guy is really tight. Wednesday, he goes into a butcher shop and gets some liver for his dog. Thursday, he gets some hamburger for his dog. Friday, he gets bones for his dog. Yeah, well, what's cheap about that? Harry, he's got no dog. <laughs> I never thought Jack was that stingy. He's always been that way. When Benny was a baby, he was weaned on a piggy bank. <laughs> Believe me, Harry. Oh, I have the phone there, Eddie. Hello? Anything new? <laughs> no, Jack. The sponsor hasn't called yet. Why can't you tell me about your proposition now? Look, not over the phone, Eddie. It's too big, too important. Look, did John D. Rockefeller ever transact business over a phone? Did Rockefeller ever discuss million-dollar deals over a phone? Yes, he did. Well, who do you think I am, Rockefeller? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, but, but, but Jack, I'm busy. Will you call me back? Okay, okay. I don't know what to do with that guy. He is the... Oh, hello, Miss Cannon. Well, it's Hattie McDaniel. <laughs> Hattie, I've been looking for you all day. Where have you been? I've been substituting for Rochester over at Mr. Benny's house. <laughs> yes, they put poor Rochester in jail last night. In jail? What for? He smiled during a blackout. <laughs> he, you say he smiled? Yes, sir. And the gold in his teeth lit up Hollywood Boulevard, Clara Glendale. <laughs> Tell me, Hattie, I'm anxious to know. You've been in Mr. Benny's house. Has he really got a piggy bank? Oh, no, sir. He hasn't? No, sir, but he's the only man I know who's got a mattress that jingle, jangle, jingle. <laughs> well, Mr. Cantor, I'll be running along now. All right, goodbye, Hattie. So long. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Hello? Candace speaking. Oh, oh, is this you, Eddie? I must have dialed your number by mistake. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> However, 
However, since you're on the phone, anything new? No, not yet, Jack. Well, I hate to bother you so much, but don't worry about the sponsor. I'll drop over later on. So long. So long. Harry, I can't understand that, Benny. He is so... Come in. Anything new? Jack, why, it's Jack Benny. Well, Jack, this is really a surprise. Wait a minute, Eddie. What do you mean, surprise? In the first place, I just got through talking to you on the phone. Last week, you announced that I was going to be on your program. I announced it on my show Sunday. It's been in all the radio columns. You've had eight Pinkerton detectives following me for five days. Now, when I walked in here, why did you get so excited? Well, look, Jack, let's not fool ourselves. If I didn't get so excited when you walked in, if I didn't say, why, it's Jack Benny! Do you think you'd get such a big reception? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah? Well, Jack, I'm going to show you the difference. Walk out and come in again. All right, I will. Come in. Why, it's Jack Penny. (laughs) Now, about this proposition... Forget business. Forget business for a while. Business, business, business. I haven't seen you for so long, Jack. Let's just have a friendly chat. All right. Is it a money-making proposition? (laughs) Well, no, no, not exactly, no. So how are you feeling, Jack? How are you? Gosh, it's good to see you. You know, I never see you, Jack. Of course, I listen to you every Sunday. Oh, then you, uh, Eddie, you did hear me mention that I was going to be on your program, didn't you? Yes, Jack. That's the part I heard. Oh, thank you. Now, I'm... And on your show, you also mentioned going to see the preview of your new picture, George Washington Slept Here. Did you, did you actually go? Yes. Yes, Eddie, I, I finally saw the picture. Well, tell me, Jack, uh, how is it? I mean, were you pleased with your work in it? Well, Eddie, you know, I hate to bring it up in front of all these people. I mean, look, let me tell you something. Now, Eddie, I'm, I'm not conceited. You know that, don't you? Of course, Jack. You I mean, I mean, you, you've never heard me rave about myself, have you? Never, Jack, never. <laughs> well, Eddie, I will amaze you in this picture. <laughs> now, now, look. No kidding. I really will. Really? I, I honestly believe that for the first time, the screen has captured the real me. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear it, Jack. And you know I'm not egotistic. No, no, no. You know. You know, after all. Now, well, tell me more about it, Jack. I'm I'm really interested. No, no, Eddie. I'd rather not talk about it. I mean, people might think I'm swell-headed and over-enthusiastic, so... Ah, let's, let's drop it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Jack, how is Mary? Mary? Why, she's not even in the picture. <laughs> it's, uh... You see, it's, uh, it's Ann Sheridan. Oh, yes, yes. And, Eddie, I must tell you about one scene we have together. You see, Ann and I have been married for three years. And there's one scene in the garden that'll tear your heart out. Really? Oh, really. It's where I say to her, Connie... See, that's her name in the picture, that's Connie. Connie. Uh, my name is Billy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, look at... No, but this scene... 
is really beautiful. I yes. say to her, now this is after we've been married, you of see, course. for three years, you see. And we're out in the garden, and I say, Connie, Connie, this is our third anniversary. Tell me, sweetheart, do you still love me? And as the moonbeams cast their magic spell over us, she looks into my eyes and softly whispers, No. <laughs> I saw it and cried. Yeah. Really? And when a fellow's tough as I am can cry at his own picture, well... Well, that must be a real dramatic highlight, Jack. Huh? Oh, it is, it is. Oh, well, enough about me and everything. How's Ida? Did she see my picture? <laughs> no, she didn't. Tell me, Jack, how do you look on the screen? I mean, how do you photograph? How do I photograph? On the screen, yes. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, Eddie... <laughs> I mean, you know me well. You know I never brag. What the you? I mean, you know that. I know that, Jack. Uh, come here a minute. Yeah. Now, don't don't misunderstand well, what I'm friends, going to Jack, say. Can, you know. You now. know. Now, look at You've seen Robert Taylor on the screen, haven't you? Uh-huh. Well, oh, let's not talk about it. Oh, oh, come on, Jack. Let me hear. I'm your no, friend. No, Let no, me hear. I'm acting like a kid. No. <laughs> Jack, it's all right. Let's drop it, Eddie. I'm Kick it around some more. <laughs> then, Jack, from, from what you've just told me, you you really feel that you've established yourself as a great screen lover? Definitely. <laughs> to tell you the truth, Eddie, I was so good in those love scenes that in my next picture, they're just going to give me a leading lady and a rumble seat. <laughs> Jack, I... I'd like to ask you something. You and I have been friends for a great many years, haven't we? Oh, we've been pals, kid. <laughs> Well, I'd, I'd like to ask you something, brother. What is it, kid? <laughs> Who's going to play the part of the rumble seat? <laughs> Listen, Eddie, not changing the subject. Yeah. But look, I was awfully thirsty when I came in here. Is there any water around here? Yeah, right out in the hall, Jack. Thanks, Eddie. I'll be right back. That's all right. What a hand. <laughs> Harry... Harry, will you come here a minute? Did you ever hear a man rave so much about himself? Did you ever see such a display of egotism? No, no Eddie, I must admit I never did. Well, let me tell you something. What? I didn't want to mention this to Jack, but I saw George Washington slept by. You really saw Well, look, uh, how does Jack photograph, Eddie? How does he look? Harry, come here a minute. Yeah. You've seen Robert Taylor, haven't you? Oh, sure. I've seen him in lots of pictures. Then you know it can't be the camera. <laughs> Jack, uh, Jack looks pretty bad, huh? He looks... Pre I'll explain it this way. Did you ever see a little girl about six years old when she gets into a mother's purse and puts on some rouge and lipstick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Jack looked just like that, only he had a red arrow pointing to his dimple. <laughs> How, how anxious Harry, I am. Harry. I was just telling that's Harry how anxious. <laughs> Mary is home listening to the program. I've been telling her to listen. I've been just telling Harry Von Zell how anxious I am to see you in your new picture, Jack. Really? Yeah. Well, that can be arranged, Eddie. I'll leave a couple of passes for you at the box office. <laughs> 
passes? Yes, yes. It won't cost you a cent. You just have to be there at the theater any time between 5 and 6 in the morning, and you can see the picture. <laughs> it's a sort of an early bird matinee. <laughs> Look, Jack, I'd like to see George Washington slept here, but I don't want to get there so early I have to wake him up. <laughs> All right, Eddie, I'll give you two swell tickets for tonight. You'll give me? Well, in, in return, I'd like to ask a small favor. Uh, remember me telling you over the phone about a certain proposition? Yes, that's it. Come, come. Well, well, here's what it is. Yes. I am going to New York in a couple of weeks. Yes. See, want to see the Brooklyn bombshell there. <laughs> and I, I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks, and I'd like to take your whole cast with me. That's the favor you... Yes. Yeah. Your whole cast. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, my whole... I'm sorry, Jack, but it's no deal. Listen to me, kid. You keep your show and I'll keep mine. Well, I just thought I'd ask. If you say no, that's the end of it, Eddie. Glad we understand each other. Now, look, Jack. Oh, Mr. Cater. Why, yes, Dinah. Come in, Dinah. You're wanted at the stage door, Mr. Oh, Cater. thanks, Dinah. Jack, you, you know Dinah Shaw. Oh, sure, sure. Hello, Dinah. Hello. Hello. I got to run a can't let you have any of my cash, Jack. Bye. You asked me and I told you, and that's right. the way it... Shall it be that way? That'll you be. told me not to. Right. Right. I'll see you later. Um, Dinah. Yeah. Uh, Dinah. Uh-huh. Come here a minute, will you? Okay. Look, uh, Dinah. Yes? Dinah. Uh-huh. Dinah, are you happy here? I mean, are you satisfied with what you're doing and for whom you're doing it? Well, what do you mean, Jack? I mean, wouldn't you rather broadcast on... Sunday than on Wednesday. Well, what's the difference? Well, look look what it does to your whole week. Look, when you broadcast on Wednesday, let me show you. You broadcast on Wednesday, then all of a sudden comes Thursday and Friday. The first thing you know, your weekend is shot. Then all of a sudden comes Monday and Tuesday, and you're working again. Whereas, <laughs> when you broadcast on Sunday... You've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday all to yourself. <laughs> it's wonderful. But, Mr. Finney, I... No buts, Diane. I'm determined to have you work for me. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll pay you twice as much as you get from Cantor. Now, how much does, uh, how much does Eddie pay you? Well... I know how you feel, Ida. <laughs> now, Diana, I know how you feel. Just, just whisper it to me. How much does he pay you? He pays me, uh... Hmm. <laughs> Look, Dinah, if you work on Sunday, it'll ruin your whole week. <laughs> Sing. Christmas. 
really pays her. Uh, did you say something, Mr. Benny? Why, no, 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 Harry. I was just... Oh, say, Harry. What? Come here a minute, will you? What's the matter? Harry, are you happy here? <laughs> yes, I'm very happy here. Oh, I mean, I mean, are you happy in California? Don't you get tired of all this sunshine? Wouldn't you rather go back to New York and step into a nice, slushy gutter? <laughs> what are you driving at? Well, would you be interested in coming back to New York with my show? Well, what about Don Wilson? Oh, Don's all right, but with the meat rationing, I'd like to get a smaller announcement. <laughs> and he's so unreasonable. Why offer to pay his fare back to New York, but he refuses to sleep in an upper berth? Oh, well, that is unreasonable. Of course it is. After all, how much room does Dennis Day take up? <laughs> what do you say, Harry? Well, now, I... come with me, we'll get a million laughs. Huh? Well, to tell the truth, Jack, I'd rather stay here and get a million smiles. You'd rather get smiles? Yes, I would. How do you go about it? That's very simple. <laughs> do it like this. Ladies and gentlemen, to help get a smile you can be really proud of, decide now to change to Ipana toothpaste and gum massage. Because firm, healthy gums are mighty important to sound teeth and sparkling smiles. And Ipana toothpaste is not only unsurpassed for cleaning and brightening teeth, but when used with massage, it's especially designed to help stimulate and strengthen gums, to help keep them from becoming susceptible to gum trouble. So, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you follow this simple, healthful routine? Regularly brush your teeth with Ipana toothpaste. And every time you do, put a little extra Ipana on your brush or fingertips and massage it on your gums. So get a tube of Ipana from your druggist tomorrow. And remember, the government says we can't buy toothpaste of any kind without turning in an empty tube. So don't forget to take an empty metal tube of some kind with you when you ask for your Ipana toothpaste. Dinah, Dinah, where's Jack Benny? He went into your dressing room to comb his hair. That's silly. He could have left it here and I'd have combed it. <laughs> Mr. Cantor, maybe I shouldn't mention this, but, well, Jack Benny's been trying to hire me for his program. What? And Harry, too. No! Yeah. After I warn, I'll fix him and I'll fix him good. What, what are you doing, Mr. Cantor? You said he's in my dressing room? Yeah. I'm going to phone in there and pretend that I'm Rochester. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny! Is it Rochester, boss? I'm quitting. I got a very lucrative offer from Eddie Cantor. Well, of all the cheap tricks, the minute my back is turning, tries to steal my cash. You can't trust anybody these days. Ain't it the truth? Rochester. 
Rochester, you're making a big mistake going to work for Cantor. Why, he'll never pay you as much as I owe you. <laughs> Rochester, working for me, you got a future. Why do you want to leave? Frankly, boss, I'd rather work for a younger man. <laughs> younger? Why, Cantor's old enough to be my father. And if I was a girl, he probably would be. <laughs> Rochester, your mind's made up. I mean, you finally decided to leave me? That's right. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye, Cantor. <laughs> Well, I'll go into the dressing room now and find out exactly what he's talking about. Hmm. Now, if I could only find someone here who isn't loyal, a guy that would stoop to anything, a complete stinker. <laughs> How do you do? We're going to Mad Russia. Comrade, I am your man. For 12 years, I've been working for Kemper, and now... Yes? I am revolting. <laughs> you certainly are. Russian? Yes. I'll give you a contract if you're sure you want to quit Kemper. Why shouldn't I quit him? He's no good. He's a crook. He's a heel. Aha! And I love him. He's like my own brother. <laughs> Russian, don't let him tempt you with money. Even if you do work for Benny, you can't get above the $25,000 ceiling. Working for you, I can't even get off the floor. <laughs> my ceiling is zero. Oh, stop. Stop it, will you? Mr. Benny, I've decided to work for you at my very lowest figure. So what's that? Nothing. Russian, I don't understand. You've been with me so long. Why do you want to leave me to go to work for Jack Benny? Because I like him. I like him. I like him. I owe him a debt of gratitude. You see, many years ago, back in Moscow, I am sitting with my girl. We are tuning in on the radio. And we are hearing... Love in blooming. I am holding her hand. I can smell the chrysanthemum is right in the air. And then, my dear friend, I propose, Mr. Benny, that's why I am grateful to you. You mean, you mean your girl said yes? No, the music was so bad she killed herself. Thank you. <laughs> Violin and me with my golden voice give you 
our interpretation of Ida. Ida, sweet as apple cider. should use Ipana, that's the wish of Eddie Canna. Seems though, can't live without you. Listen, oh honey, Wait. you. Ida, I idolize ya. I long to love ya, Ida, need I. Greatness flakes are good and crunchy for your breakfast or your lunchy. Love ya, Ida, need I do. Ladies and gentlemen, and please don't forget the two products that make this program possible. Ipana for the smile of beauty, Sal Hepatica for the smile of health. Ipana, Sal Hepatica. Now remember, I love to spend each I hope you enjoyed that broadcast of the Eddie Cantor Show. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I hope you'll give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. I also hope you'll tune in again on Friday for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Please try to understand, Mr. Benny. I don't mind you shoving the machine a little. But you're not supposed to break the glass and put the balls where you want them. <laughs>